The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in here on Thursday, March 16th. Juwan Taylor, Chris Manhurts, they're gone. Arden Key gone to Tennessee. Darius Slay, he's staying in Philly. Hasn't quite gone the way a lot of Jaguars fans were hoping in free agency so far. I do Jaguar, uh, applaud the Jaguars for pursuing Darius Slay, right? I, I think that, you know, with Trent Baalke and, and the rest of this crew and, and the players getting after it on social media a little bit, trying to recruit Darius Slay down to Duval, that was a lot of fun. It didn't quite work out. He's staying in Philly. Again, not a lot of Jags fans super stoked with the way things have gone so far in free agency for the Jaguars, but it's not all doom and gloom here. There are still myriad ways the Jaguars can improve their roster in free agency and in the draft. And and for those that are kind of sitting around feeling like the Jaguars haven't done anything, that's just simply not true, right? Uh, Evan Ingram coming back. Calvin Ridley coming in, you know, becoming wide receiver one here in Duval. Jamichael Hasty coming back. Andrew Wingard coming back. That's important. Riley Patterson, a kicker who uh, had a heck of a a year two in the NFL. First year with the Jaguars, but really, really accurate down the stretch. Game-winning field goal in the playoffs. So it's not as if the Jaguars have been completely inactive. They just got a lot of the work that they've done so far done prior to the start of legal tampering, prior to the start of free agency, right? And look. On offense, you've got every starter returning outside of Jawan Taylor. Would you take Jawan Taylor over Calvin Ridley right now? Because I think that's kind of the trade you're making. I wouldn't. I'd take Calvin Ridley, who again has a chance to be a top 10 receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. A really reliable uh, set of hands who not only is reliable, but explosive. A three-level fret, a a magnet that's going to make make defenses have to focus their attention on Calvin Ridley, freeing up other guys, freeing up the running game. I think bringing in Calvin Ridley was huge. And because of the fact that it happened months ago, uh, folks are not quite as excited about it right now. But if that trade had happened earlier this week, people would be losing their minds around Jacksonville. They'd be over the moon about what the Jaguars are doing. 
defensively, every starter is coming back outside of potentially Trey Herndon at nickel, and that's the starter that you really wanted to upgrade upon anyways. And look, Trey Herndon, Josina Anderson reported he's going to move on from Jacksonville. He has interest from other teams, but he hasn't signed. We'll see what happens with him. But, you know, this is a roster, a team that in the first year under Doug Peterson, they took the Chiefs to the brink in the playoffs on the road in Kansas City. A team with a ton of young players who should develop in 2023. It's not standing pat, right? It's not standing pat anyways. You went and got Calvin Ridley. That was a massive move. You brought back Evan Ingram. That was a huge move. But it's a team that's going to improve just based on internal development, or it should under Doug Peterson in year two. You saw what the Eagles did in, in their second year under Doug Peterson. I'm not saying the Jaguars are going to the Super Bowl in 2023, but I'm just saying, look, there's going to be development internally. Trevor Lawrence is going to be more comfortable in this offense. Travis Etienne, he's going to be better in year two. You're going to have Christian Kirk having another year. Zay Jones having another year. All these guys. A lot of young players, a lot of new players in 2022. Defensively, I think same thing. You had a first-year defensive coordinator who really got it figured out later in the season. You had a bunch of first-year starters, guys that had not played with the Jaguars before or were rookies or were extremely young. When you look at Tyson Campbell was in his second year. Andre Sisco was in his second year, his first year starting. You look at... Um, uh, Trayvon Walker up front, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma. All those guys were super young. And then you also talk about the fact that Darius Williams was a starter that was a, a newcomer. Foye Lukin was a starter that was a newcomer. Foley Fatukasi, starter that was a newcomer. Uh, so I think there's a chance that when you look at that nucleus of players we just talked about, that there is real improvement from year one to year two in this system just based on the guys you have internally. So I don't want to hear that the Jaguars haven't done a good job creating a competitive roster. I don't believe that for a second. It's a team that won eight of ten games against clubs like Dallas, Baltimore, and L.A., the Chargers, to get to the divisional round of the playoffs and have the right to take on the Chiefs in Kansas City, and they, they took them to the brink. Things are going to be okay in 2023 and beyond, okay? Uh, but yeah, the Jaguars, they still have some work to do now that I'll get off my soapbox a little bit. They still have some areas of this roster they can improve, and they still have some paths to doing that improvement via free agency, via the draft. And so right here and now, we're going to take a look at some free agents that the Jaguars could still target. Uh, it's Thursday, March 16th. Free agency officially kicked off yesterday, but for all intents and purposes, it's been open since Monday at noon. And I'm just going to be monitoring my phone periodically as well here just because there's a lot of news still piling in. A lot of news still coming in. Steelers cut linebacker Miles Jack just now. How about that? According to Adam Schefter of ESPN. So Miles Jack, he's been on the move quite a bit lately. Former second-round pick by the Jaguars at linebacker. But yeah, I think when you look at cornerback, the Jaguars could still get better there, especially at nickel. And when you looked at what they were trying to do with Darius Slay, Darius Slay was going to come in and he was going to be an outside corner. Tyson Campbell was going to be an outside corner. And because of those guys' stature, their uh, their level of play, 
that would be a situation where you could stomach moving Darius Williams back to the slot, even though Darius clearly earned the right to be a starter on the outside with his play down the stretch in 2022. But yeah, I think you could use help at corner. Offensive tackle, I think you need a third offensive tackle. I think you need some depth at tight end. Um, I think there's some upfront guys on the defensive side of the ball. I think you would like to get some form of pass rush depth, right? Beyond Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, Roy Robertson Harris, Foley, and Devon. You want some guys that can come in here and rush the passer that are not your starters. So that's what we're going to look at here today. Um, there's still some guys out there. Jaguars unrestricted free agents that the team could be looking at still that could help them out. We'll run through them real quick. Dewan Smoot still available coming off the Achilles in December. No timeline right now for when he'll be ready to go, uh, when he'll be healthy, or how his rehab process is going, really. But if you can get Dewan Smoot back on the cheap for a couple years um, and and you know maybe get the most of him down the stretch, most out of him down the stretch in 2023, that could potentially work, but he's not going to help you early on in the season, it doesn't look like. If you want to bring Dan Arnold back, you can still do that, right? Uh, this is a tight end who knows your system. In my opinion, he's got good hands, good athleticism, can definitely be a number two receiving tight end on a quality offense. I think you've seen that. Corey Peters is still out there, not a pass rusher, but a big-time interior run stuffer type of guy that the Jaguars could use for depth. And kind of a foil to him is Adam Gotsis, who's kind of the opposite, more of a penetration-style player is Adam Gotsis, who's still available. The Aussie, who's spent the last couple years in Jacksonville making some plays as a rotational player. Uh, Again, Trey Herndon reportedly moving on, according to Josina Anderson. My understanding is he still has not signed anywhere. And I will verify that based on the Twitter machine here. So we've got Murray barking at something in the background. She's having a good time back there. Yeah, I think Trey Herndon's still out there. It was reported he was going to move on, but he's still out there. If you need a stopgap option at nickel, could he be that for you? Yeah, I don't think you're going to feel stoked about it, but yeah, you could do that. And I think there's plenty of unrestricted free agents from other squads that are available that They might not be signed today. They might not be signed tomorrow. But at some point throughout this process, I think these are some guys we could be looking at that the Jaguars could be interested as Murray continues to bark at something out there. Apologize for the disturbances from the dog. So we'll start with cornerback. Um, Obviously, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is still out there, uh, a guy that I don't think the Jaguars are going to spend up on, and a guy that... Obviously, a lot of fun on the field, but he likes to talk. He likes to talk trash. He's not always the cleanest of characters out there. Um, but would he be fun if the Jaguars pursued him and brought him in to play nickel and, and be a playmaker? Absolutely. And he'd bring energy to the field, but not sure that he's the type of player the Jaguars are interested in pursuing right now as Murray just continues with the barking. Really apologize. But some guys that I am really interested in at cornerback. Sean Murphy Bunting from Tampa, a player that I know a lot of folks on Jaguars Twitter have kind of linked the team to. I've done it. I've talked about him over the last couple weeks quite a bit. But he's a young player, 2019 second-round pick, really, really good athlete, has spent time in Tampa 
exclusively in Tampa so far throughout his career going into his second contract. But Mike Caldwell, familiar with his play style, having been on the same defense. Mike Caldwell was the linebackers coach in Tampa. Obviously, Sean Murphy bunting a DB. He's not his direct coach, but they know each other. They've been on the same side of the field for, for a couple years they were there in Tampa. And so I think Sean Murphy bunting, his versatility to play outside and play inside, which you've seen him do for the Buccaneers, the fact that he's going into his second contract, he's young, he's a really good athlete. Uh, I think he makes a lot of sense. And I think if there is one... If there's one free agent that I'd really like the Jaguars to go get right now at the cornerback position, it would be Sean Murphy Bunting. I think he'd be the most exciting guy that just fits a lot of the boxes you're looking for in free agency. Young, ascending, has familiarity in this type of system, uh, has versatility to play outside and inside, has great athleticism. I think there's just a lot of things that, that Sean Murphy Bunting offers to you. Having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com. Code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Bobby McCain, we've talked about, he's kind of been a safety slash nickel hybrid throughout his career. He's just a really good coverage player. He's not young. He's not like an insane athlete. He's he's just a solid cover nickel. And if you can get a solid cover nickel to pair with Tyson and Darius, you've got Rayshon Jenkins and and Andre Sisco. Obviously, I think it would make a lot of sense. But the fact that he is more of a safety slash nickel than a corner slash nickel, not sure how that would impact his value to Trent Baalke because the Jaguars, they do have a lot going on at safety already, right? We just mentioned Rayshon. We just mentioned Andre Sisco. They also brought back Dewey Winger. They've still got Daniel Thomas. Uh, so there's a lot going on at safety for the Jags right now. Not sure that Bobby McCain would be on their list of targets, but – Certainly someone I'd be interested in for a team that just needs help locking down the middle of the field, needs help covering the middle of the field. And finally, uh, Troy Hill from the Los Angeles Rams, Darius Williams, former teammate, obviously. He has more experience outside than inside, but he's done both. And so I think he's a player who could come in, potentially make sense for the Jaguars here. Looking at offensive tackle here, another position where the Jaguars lost Jawan Taylor, right? Could be looking at bringing in a third offensive tackle. I don't think you're going to bring someone in necessarily who you view as competition for Walker Little. I think Walker Little has earned a starting job based on his play over the first couple years, based on his practice habits, based on his draft pedigree. I think Walker Little 
uh, is going to be the Jaguars starting right tackle based on how things look right now. Obviously, things could change, but there's some players out there that I think make a lot of sense as a swing tackle, third tackle type of guy. And uh, we'll start with with Josh Wells, uh, former Jacksonville Jaguar we've talked about. He's still available. Hasn't gotten a lot of run in Tampa. Um, but when he has been called upon, he's done well. You saw that in Jacksonville, too, uh, from Josh Wells as a backup tackle. I think he'd be a quality addition, and it would come really cheap. And you'd just have to take a quick drive back up to Duval County to get here from Tampa. Isaiah Wynn was released by the Patriots, started a lot of games, did not do very well for them in 2022, was dealing with some injuries as well. But a talented kid out of Georgia. He's got the length you're looking for if you're Trent Baalke. He's only 26 years old. Uh, maybe a, a player who you can bring in here and, and uh, either use as a swing tackle or as a backup right tackle. But he has experience on both sides. So is he going to be willing to be in that role I don't. after being a starter to start his career is there another team that's going to potentially pursue him to be a starter instead of a third tackle I'm not sure uh, George Fant he's an older older tackle that's that's available but a lot of starting experience again not sure what he's going to be looking for if he's going to be trying to be a starter somewhere I think at this point in his career he's clearly a third tackle on a good team I think he could make sense and then finally, I've got Ole Udo, who spent time with Minnesota. Uh, he's going into his second contract, and he's got that Phil Rauscher connection. Minnesota From Minnesota, Phil Rauscher was their O-line coach uh, for a year prior to year or two prior to coming to Jacksonville. But Udo spent some time there with him and didn't have a great start to his career, didn't play a ton. Um, 2020. 2021, he did play a lot, didn't play all that great. But in his limited reps down the stretch in 2023, he looked like he took a step forward and he's got the got the length and everything you're looking for at tackle. So maybe he could be a potential value signing to kind of try to solidify that tackle group. And then at tight end. Got some interesting options, certainly. Uh, depends on what you're looking for, right? The Jaguars have Evan Ingram, who's a receiving tight end. They have Luke Farrell, who's more of that blocking tight end. So maybe that's your top two. I think you could probably upgrade over Luke Farrell as your blocking tight end and also pursue a receiver. I think the Jaguars would ideally like to have four guys, maybe two guys who lean more into the receiving part of it, two guys who lean more into the blocking part of it, but maybe they'd like to get some guys who are more balanced. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But Dan Arnold's still available, as we mentioned, as a receiving option. Mike Jacecki out of Miami, still available, big-time receiver. Don't know if that's the direction the Jaguars would want to go, but if they want receiving options at tight end, Mike Jacecki doesn't get much better than that. Irv Smith, another receiver at the tight end position out of Alabama going into his second contract. A guy who, again, if you brought him in as your second receiving option at tight end, I think you'd feel really good about. Foster Moreau uh, out of Oakland, or Las Vegas, excuse me, by way of LSU, kind of offers some balance. I think he's a talented receiver at the position. We'll see. Hasn't signed anywhere yet. Kind of surprised there hasn't been a little bit more interest for Foster Moreau, but 
think he'll go somewhere and end up having a quality career. I think if you want that balanced guy that can block for you and catch passes, Foster Moreau makes a lot of sense. Blake Bell, who spent some time here in Jacksonville, spent a lot of time in Kansas City as well. A guy who, uh, obviously, having spent so much time with Andy Reid, can do some of the things that Doug Peterson's looking for tight ends to do. Robert Tunyon caught a lot of passes from Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Could he be a potential target? And then finally, Mercedes Lewis. Ever heard of him? Jaguars first-round pick back in 2006. Still one of the best blocking tight ends in the game. If you want a sixth offensive lineman on the field, Mercedes Lewis is your man. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out for the Jaguars at tight end, but those are some options that I think they could continue or, uh, yeah, could continue to pursue. And then looking at some upfront guys, again, I think the Jaguars need pass rush depth. They've got Josh Allen they feel really good about. Roy Robertson-Harris was a strong interior penetrator down the stretch for them, has shown that at times throughout his career. They're banking on him being that. Um, You've also got Trayvon Walker, who they're expecting to take a big leap as a pass rusher in year two. But beyond that, the cupboard's a little bit bare. Sure, you've got Caleb on chase on. You've got Jordan Smith coming off the knee injury. You've got Deshaun Dixon. You want more. You, you just want more out of the depth there. And so some up-front players that I'd be interested in the Jaguars pursuing. Some defensive front type of guys. Calais Campbell, the mayor of Saxonville. Bring him back. Ravens just released him. I'd be fired up to get him back here in Jacksonville, not only for the nostalgia play because, again, was the mayor of Saxonville, still is the mayor of Saxonville, always will be. But his three-year run in Jacksonville, he was just such an impact player. Um, He's not going to be that 14-and-a-half sack type of guy that he was in year one with the Jaguars, but is he still a player who you can uh, use in a rotation who you can use on third down that will help get you off the field both against the run as an edge run defender, uh, hand-in-the-dirt defensive end run defender, and as a pass rusher on third down. Yeah, I think Calais Campbell still got a couple years left in him. The way he's been playing for Baltimore, he would definitely help the Jaguars up front. There's a bunch of older guys, though, too, um, on the edge. Justin Houston. Melvin Ingram, Carlos Dunlap, JPP. These are these kind of guys that kind of float around every year. You don't know when exactly they're going to sign. Uh, Maybe they sign at some point in training camp. But all four of those guys, Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, Carlos Dunlap, Jason Pierre-Paul, would upgrade the Jaguars' pass rush and really help them get off the field on third down. Maybe they could take a swing. Uh, Leonard Floyd's out there, Los Angeles Ram, who – Uh, He's kind of racked up a lot of sacks, a former first-round pick who has freaky athletic traits, came into his home with the Rams there. Frank Clark from the Chiefs, um, he's done some damage against the Jaguars. I know Trent Baalke has seen him at his best, so maybe Frank Clark could be an option. Again, if the Jaguars were making a swing for Darius Slay, I think that tells you, even though they don't have a ton of cap space, they could create some cap space if they really want to. Robert Quinn's out there as well. So there's some pass rushers that you could go get that could help a lot. Unique Ngakwe, ever heard of him? No, I do not expect a Jaguars and Unique Ngakwe reunion in 2023. Uh, But he's still out there. He can rush the passer. I don't know. Big boy in the middle, I'm a fan of Shelby Harris. The the Seahawks released him. I think he can give you some run stuffing and some pass rush. And 
He's a guy that gets his hand on the football all the time. He's batting passes at the line, blocking field goals. I think Shelby Harris would be a, a valuable addition. Marcus Golden was recently released by the Cardinals. He's a bit older and has shorter arms, so there's some stuff there you don't love uh, in terms of the Trent Balky prototype free agent. But history with Brinson Buckner in, um, in Arizona. So you see that familiarity there. Maybe there's something there. And then the last guy I was going to bring up here from the defensive front players, more of an edge-type player, Jordan Willis. He spent some time in San Francisco. Um, I think he's a, a player that maybe with a larger, more enhanced role could potentially could potentially show you something. He's not going to be a guy that you feel like, oh, we got our third pass rusher. But he's a guy who could you know, emerge from a group of players at that position to be your third pass rusher. I'm not saying he will be if you bring him in, but maybe he could emerge. Maybe he could push guys like Caleb on chase on push guys like Jordan Smith, who hopefully he's fully recovered and ready to go. Um, after that knee injury, push a guy like a Deshaun Dixon, but yeah, those are those free agents that I think the Jaguars could be interested in, should potentially be interested in. Again, Sean Murphy bunting is pretty much the apple of my eye right now. I think there's some other guys that would be really interesting as well, like Calais Campbell. Uh, but that'll do it. Appreciate you all for tuning in. We will be taking a look at some mock drafts from around the league either later today or I should say around the web, mock drafts from around the web. But we'll either do that later today or tomorrow. Wanted to get some free agent talk. I know y'all have been a little bit disappointed about what's been going on, but you should not be disappointed about the direction of this Jaguars team. Uh, Not one bit. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit that like, subscribe button here on YouTube. You can check out GenJag.com. Pick up some new Duval gear. Really appreciate your support, Duval. Have a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.